Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stay Married Florida podcast. Uh, Today is a special day because we're doing a video recording of our conversation here. Uh, My name is Christopher Bruce. I'm a divorce lawyer in North Palm Beach, Florida, and I'm here with Justin McManus. Uh, He's a counselor that does a lot of work with uh, couples, but also uh, children and adolescents. And what we're going to talk about today with Justin is a very important topic, I think, for the both of us and a lot of people, and that's how does divorce affect children and adolescents and uh, for parents that uh, are going to get divorced or in the process, uh, how's the best way to handle it? So thanks thanks for coming along, Justin. I really appreciate your time. Well, uh, thank you, Chris. I really appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to speak with me today and for us to um, um, cover this very important topic um, about how divorce affects children and teenagers. I think it's uh, something um, that really needs to be discussed and uh, can be very helpful, hopefully. Well, thanks again, and I guess I'll jump right into it. From your point of view as a counselor that does a lot of work in the area, how does divorce affect children and teens? Yeah, that's a great great question, Chris. Um, I think it really does have a significant effect on um, children of all ages, Um in a lot of ways, it's a little bit like a trauma in the family when, when a divorce happens. You know, um, one way that I think of it is it can kind of be like the death of the family as it was. You know, and much like when when someone loses a loved one and they go through a grieving process. You know, and I think when uh, divorce happens, each person in the family goes through their own grieving process. And... Um, this can be particularly difficult um, with children and with adolescents, and they can go through a pretty difficult um, adjustment period. How to um, go ahead? I, did I stop you there in your tracks? <laughs> yeah. um, no, I was just going to say a little bit more about how it affects um, children. Um, I think one of the, the particular things that can happen is that you know, because the parents have sort of um, you know, broken this this commitment to each other, this commitment to love each other and to be together as a family. What can often happen is um, the kids um, maybe lose some trust or some confidence in their parents, um, and this can be uh, foundation for some of the emotional struggles that they go through. Um, they might you know, be thinking, you know, if my parents lost love for each other, will they lose love for me as well? You know, so often they need reassurance that even if the parents are separating, they're always going to love their children and be there for their children. How does it, how does age make a difference in how children process divorce, or, or, or does it? It can definitely make a difference, you know, because developmentally they're in, you know, different stages in their lives, and, you know, they process things differently and understand things differently. You know, in, in early childhood, um, when divorce happens, the child, you know, at that stage is very sort of self, uh, self-centered. The world revolves around them. So they typically might blame themselves, you know, for, for the divorce in some way. They think they were bad or did something wrong, and that's why mommy and daddy are splitting up. Um, they also tend to fantasize more about the family coming back together. You know, and even maybe make attempts to make that happen and feel responsible in some way. Um, 
So, and it's often more difficult, you know, the younger the child is. Really? Because of the lack of understanding, because they maybe take that on themselves. Now, in, in sort of older children and teenagers, you know, their stage, they're more already moving towards independence. So what can happen uh, during divorce is it may propel them even faster into being more independent, spending more time with friends, you know, being more defiant with their parents and disrespectful. And with teens, they tend to more blame the parent, either one parent or both, for the divorce. Now, something that a lot of people, a lot of my clients ask me about when they're in my office and and they've exhausted their options and they know that they're going to move forward with a dissolution of their marriage, uh, what they ask me is, what is the best way to tell their children? So I, I guess I will ask you, what is there a a better method or a preferred method for informing children um, that you're going to get divorced? Well, I think this is a really tough issue. You know, I don't think there's any easy way to sit down with your kids and let them know um, that you're getting divorced. You know, I don't think there's any perfect way to do it. But I think it's important to consider um, their age and their development alone. Yeah. And when you sit and talk with them, to be honest with them, according to, you know, their developmental stage, you know, what can they understand? How can they process it? And so to kind of get down on their level, not to give them too much information that they don't need to have, you know, but to tell them the truth, you know, at, at that stage. You know, so with a young child, it, it may be something like, you know, mommy and daddy had really not been getting along. You know, you know, you're fighting a little bit and you think it's the best for us to to be in separate places, you know, but we still love you um, and we're always going to be there for you. But there might be some changes that we're going through. Now, is it ideal for parents to tell the children together independently? What's, what's your view on that, if, if any? Well, I think that that really depends on the situation in the particular couple, in the particular family. You know, um, how much conflict is there in the divorce? I mean, when there's high conflict, I think it really needs to be separate. Really? You know, um, if they're able to come together and kind of, you know, the couple that's splitting up be able to, like, have a unified way of dealing with this, and they can sit down together and do that in a calm and and comfortable way, then I think that would be the best because you have both parents reassuring the child that everything's going to be okay. Uh, but oftentimes, I don't think that's you know realistic or possible, depending on the conflict. Now, from what you've seen in your practice working um, with children and adolescents as they're going through the divorce process, do, do you tend to find that children are open with the way they feel? Do they keep it all inside? How are the parents supposed to... Uh, monitor how the children are doing right well i think they they tend to not be open to their parents generally really you know i I think how children and teenagers deal with this really depends on a lot of factors it depends on their temperament depends on um their age and their developmental stage you know Um, but i would say that in general maybe they they tend to keep it in more and it comes out sideways kind of you know may come out in uh, off the cuff remarks, you know, or um, 
may come out in certain behaviors, you know, difficult behaviors, anger that seems to be about something else, but underlying it's about, you know, the divorce or their feelings towards their parents. Um, so a lot of times it isn't, it doesn't come out directly. Are there any warning signs that a child's not doing particularly well uh, during a divorce or after the process is over? Yeah, I think there's definitely warning signs. And I think, you know, we can talk a little bit about warning signs for, for younger children and warning signs for older children. Uh, I think with the younger children, what you'll often see are some regressive behaviors, you know, um, because at the younger age, they're they're more dependent on their parents. When that, that change happens, they tend to become even more dependent, you know. So with a, uh, you know, maybe a preschool age kid, you know, potty training may they may have some accidents or some bedwetting type things. Um, they may be, you know, more clingy, have some separation anxiety. Bedtime may become more difficult. They may want to sleep with the parent or have difficulty staying in their own bed. Um, and and maybe you know some anger, some tantrums, some behavioral issues like that with the younger child. Now, in the older child or teen. Um, you may see more of sort of the defiance and the, the anger coming out. You know, um, maybe spending less time with parents and more time with friends. Uh, maybe some school problems or uh, drop dropping grades. Uh, and maybe some more risk-taking behaviors, um, experimenting with drugs and alcohol or other type of um, difficult behavior. Are there things that parents can proactively do for their children to try to help them get through the divorce in the short term and really not suffer as much from what has to be a very traumatic process in the longer uh, view? Right. Sure. There definitely are things that can help mitigate, you know, this the effect of a divorce. And a lot of research shows that the number one sort of thing that makes a difference in kids recovering from um, the divorce of their parents is how much conflict the parents have during and after the divorce. Really? You know, um, the ones that continue to have a lot of conflict, the kids do not do as well. In the families where they're able to, um, you know, resolve a lot of things, able to co-parent well and to show respect for each other after the divorce, um, the kids are much more resilient. You know, so I think one of the key factors, even after the divorce, is that even though they're not, you know, husband and wife anymore, that they still have a relationship as parents for a very long time, you know? And so, you know, it's, it's something to consider when you're getting divorced because it doesn't really, if you have kids, it doesn't really end with the divorce. You still have to find a way to get along with each other, to co-parent in some sort of um, helpful way, you know, and to, to get over whatever resentments and, um, you know, anger there is or at least be able to manage it in a, in a healthy way that doesn't involve the kids. Um, so I think that I would recommend that as sort of the number one thing. The first thing is how are we going to work together as parents and and not drag the kids into our conflict if there is conflict, um, which there almost always is. Um, and then, you know, after looking at that conflict issue, I think it's important to limit the changes that are happening in the child's life. Because okay. oftentimes a divorce, it's not just the parents splitting up. It's now there's two homes. You might have to change schools. You might have to move. Um, you have 
new schedules, new routines going on. You know, so you can't avoid all of that, but certainly try to limit the number of changes that the child has to um, adjust to. Um, and some ways you can do that is, is you know, trying to stay in the same area, trying to allow the kid to stay in the same school as much as possible. And then with the new routines and schedules and the time sharing, to set up something that is um, consistent so they can develop a routine and get used to it. Um, I think one thing that can be detrimental is some of these schedules that parents sometimes come up with that just really aren't healthy. You know, one day at this house, next day at the next house, and so on and so forth. You know, so having some stability, some structure, and um, creating new routines so that they can get into that um, new habit of how things are and feel comfortable again. Now, I don't know if this was something we specifically discussed uh, beforehand, but how, how does counseling uh, play into this? And something some of my clients ask me is, is should I take my, uh, my, my child or children to see a counselor? If I do, should I bring my husband or wife with me even though we're not getting along so well? Uh, do you have any thoughts on that before we uh, get into wrapping this up? No, I think that's a wonderful question, Chris. Um, I think counseling can definitely be very helpful, both for the child and the parents. And the approach I take is doing my best to work with the whole family. Yeah. You know, that's not always together in one session. You know, uh, been, we'll have um, sessions just with the child, um, sessions with the parents, either separately or together, depending on the situation. You know, with the child, it gives me an opportunity to, uh, to process their feelings that they're going through, for them to talk to someone outside the family. Um, a lot of these things they aren't comfortable, obviously, bringing up with, with their parents, like we talked about earlier, you know, um, and helping them, um, you know, to learn different strategies to, to deal with their difficult feelings, helping them through the grief process. Um, so this can be very helpful, particularly if your child's showing some warning signs that we talked about earlier. Um, and then for the parents, really um, working with them on how to support their child, number one, through the divorce and a lot of the things that we're talking about here today, um, you know, I do my best to involve both parents. You know, usually one is the primary person that brings them in, but I think it's important to have both parents involved. So that might mean, you know, uh, phone sessions or, um, you know, uh, sessions in the office separately with the parents, um, you know, and to help them manage the conflict that we talked about earlier as well. Right. Well, Justin, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and out of your practice to speak about something that I think is going to be useful to a whole lot of people and benefit, hopefully, their children as well. Uh, for the people that are watching this or listening to it on iTunes, what is what is the best way for them to get in touch with you if they want to speak to you about you helping them with their family situation? Yeah, um, there's a couple ways that you can contact me. Um, my practice is located in uh, North Palm Beach um, in uh, Crystal Tree Plaza, just uh, near PGA. Um, my phone number is uh, 561-459-0621. And um, they can also go to my website at www.jhmcounseling.com. 
and actually they can you know get a lot of information on my website and even uh, schedule an appointment online if they want right well thank you again thank you so much yeah thank you so much chris i really appreciate this opportunity to, uh, to discuss this important topic for more information about staymarriedflorida.com uh, go right to the website www.staymarriedflorida.com to reach divorce and family law attorney Christopher Bruce. Call 561-844-1200 or email him at cbruce@nugentlawfirm.com. at